Go. G'day, g'day, and welcome to another episode of Charging Stallion Presents. News we like. My name's Cam. My name is Tim. Cam, we are live here at Last Chance Rock and Roll Bar. It's really good to be here. Another huge thank you to Shane and Leanne for having us once again. My two favourite bar owners in Melbourne, I would have to say. That was a thumbs up. (laughs) (laughs) Who got knocked off the podium? Um, Were you a fan? Joel from Old Bar? Don't (laughs) don't drag other people's names into it, Cam. Well, we are here. We've just done a little bit of an explanation of what this show is. I'm just going to say a quick hello to everybody who's in the room. I know it seemed like I was apologetic about being invasive earlier, but do you mind if I just ask your guys' first names? That that was until we were live, until the lights were on Cam. It's a different (laughs) animal then. Uh, So my name's Cam and your name is? I'm Mitch. Mitch, what are you eating? I'm eating a vegan palmer. Nice. How is it? Pretty good. Yeah. yeah. And what's your name? Ed. Ed. And how's your dinner? Yeah. It's a good time. <laughs> <laughs> and what's your name? Christina. Christina. Now, you've kind of seen us sitting there for maybe, I'd say, a minute and a half. Are you, are you guys into what we're doing? Absolutely. Like, let's judge from before I started questioning you about dinner. <laughs> How did you think we were going? Good. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> great. I'll listen. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the show's normally the show is normally about I'd say forty five minutes to fifty five. Can I get you guys to lock in to, to say you'll be here for that? We're in. It's a handshake. <laughs> You're speaking for the whole group, right? Sure. Maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> All right, two out of three. We've got two out of three people that this are This is a great new angle of getting <laughs> listeners, Cam. I like this. Do you, you don't think it's too forceful? It's slightly aggressive, but I enjoy it. <laughs> All right, Timmy, start us off. What's been happening in the world of obscure news? Well, should we, should we start off and see how our week's been? How's your week been, Cam? Oh, yeah, true. I did skip over that. That's very, all right. I, I just wanted to hear it. We, we, we don't ever talk about it before the podcast because we want to hear what, it's, what, what, what the other person says when we're recording. That is true. If you're so, listening at home, normally the conversation when Timmy and I arrive at each other's houses, hey, bro, good to see you. How are you? Oh, I'll tell you in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you once this, the show starts. But uh, my week was good. I didn't really do anything for the long weekend except watch um, I Know What You Did Last Summer, the original. What did you think of it? Does it hold up still? It totally holds up. Mm. Yeah, man. Um, I feel like I... What did they do last summer? They ran someone over. Oh, true. (laughs) Dark. Yeah. Ran someone over and then a fisherman, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched it, (laughs) it's a 20-year-old movie, but a fisherman hunts them down, I guess because he... 
he feels like they did the wrong thing. So to show them that they did... He Didn't ki- they kill him? No, they killed a different fisherman. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, someone's questioning my, <laughs> my plot summary. Josh, is that not what happens? No, I think he, um, they run him over, leave him for dead, and then he escapes from the water. Oh, you think it's the same guy? Yeah, definitely. I consider that a fan theory. Are there different interpre- <laughs> interpretations of this movie? Yeah, yeah, that's the kind of movie it is. You watch it, and then you can just take away whatever you want. <laughs> Nobody really knows what happened in that movie. Oh, we've got, we've got another fan theory. <laughs> what, what, what was your theory? I thought it was the son. The son of the, the fisherman that... So they run over a dad. Yeah. Uh, they run over the kid. And then the dad of the kid yeah. comes back to get them with the hook. With a hook. A fisherman with a hook. I feel like I didn't watch the movie now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I have you no idea. You sit on the couch this weekend, Kev. Yeah, maybe I didn't watch anything. <laughs> I kind of skim read the summary on IMDb. How was your weekend? It was good, man. I went out, uh, I went out camping at a place called Emu Bight. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, it was good. Just out, it's like uh, out Sailway, Sailway, excuse me, out Lock Sportway. It's yep. real nice. Yeah, nice. Real nice. So they went out there, got in touch with nature, mm. did a bunch of acid, and uh, had a real good time. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I remember there was one good, there was one little highlight for me. I was there with uh, with my girlfriend Shell, who's who's here, and she had sand on her bum. And mm. then I was on acid cleaning the sand off her bum, got aroused a little bit, and then got told to go pick up sticks. And then I picked up like heaps of firewood for like two hours after that while I was on this trip. <laughs> I just need that in bullet points. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of what it was. There was a whole lot more tell going me, in the head. Tell me the that order time. of events. Yep. So there was acid. Yep. Um, a sandy bum. Yep. Uh, the sand getting wiped off the bum. Mm-hmm. A, a half chub. Yep. And then uh, picking up firewood for hours. Your girlfriend told you that you had to go do that. Is that right? I don't know. She's right there. Yeah. What happened there? <laughs> Were you mad at him for the half chub? <laughs> No, I did not tell you to go pick up firewood. You just decided to go do it yourself so that you could distract yourself. You punching got, myself, Cam. You got distracted making out with your girlfriend. <laughs> That's the shortest version of that story. Yeah. <laughs> well, should we jump in to the obscure news of the week, Cam? Let's do it. And if you guys want to jump up at any point, this microphone will be free. Feel free to interject or fact check us if you like. Not with the internet, just with instinct. <laughs> With intuition. <laughs> yeah, don't bring the internet <laughs> yeah, into no, this. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> All right, Cam, the first news story for this week is the headline reads, three-year-old boy lost in woods, hung out with a bear for two days. And lived. Yeah, bro. Okay, so, so Casey Hathaway was found safe and sound um, after sparking a massive search in North Carolina. Mm. Um, uh, uh, the sheriff's office said they responded to a tip that they had a, uh, a youngster was heard calling for his mother. Mm. Casey was found entangled in thorny, sh- thorny shrubs uh, and it was two days after he went missing. Once they went and spoke to him, he came out and said he hung out with the bear for two days and that that's, that's, that's where he'd been and who had been looking after him that entire time. What a good bear. The Harambe of the bear world. <laughs> Harambe, is he the gorilla that... Yeah. Yeah, but did, wasn't he dragging? A, like no. A kid, no. Okay. Here we go. This, is this this interpretation <laughs> thing again? <laughs> <laughs> Let's check with everybody <laughs> what they think happened with Harambe. Nah. If you watch the video, he um he is very gentle with the baby. Drag, drag, 
Gen gentle dragging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what if you if you were were a young boy, a young a young ten year old kid, which you once were. Yep. Um, what animal would you choose to hang out with to for two out. days? Yeah, that wasn't going to kill you. Like a bear's a bear's pretty high up there. Yeah, to look after me. I'd probably want an animal that I could use as a mode of transport. Okay. Because when I was ten, I like ran away quite a bit. Like, but. I <laughs> <laughs> like how often? Uh, I'd say like maybe once every couple of months. Did you pack? Did you pack one of those um, hobo bags like with the stick and? <laughs> <laughs> I packed nothing, and yeah, I right. climbed a tree on the street that I lived on, with no leaves. So did you run away, or did you just go and climb? <laughs> and then every couple of months, you just go and climb a tree. <laughs> <laughs> and mum and dad didn't even notice. <laughs> so what animal would you choose? Uh, I think it would have to be. It's probably pretty dull, but I think I'd choose a fast horse. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I'd go with an octopus. Yeah? Yeah. How just, come? I don't know. It's just sort of what came to me. I think if you, if you, a water-based animal is, mm. is what I'd go with, because I feel like that's where I would lack the most. Oh, yeah. So you're balancing out your skills. You're like, they're part of yeah. my team. I don't excel in the water. Yeah. <laughs> or I could just not go in the water. Yeah. <laughs> but this, this kid must be so chill, because... For, for the, the, the bear not to actually kill him. Mm. Because you would have to be a chill kid because that bear wouldn't be putting up with the bullshit. Like, you couldn't be one mm. of those kids at Coles chucking oh, a tantrum yeah. at, the, at the checkout lane. True. You couldn't be that. You'd be getting eaten in fucking Straight away. Straight away, dude. Yeah. He must have had a real good nature about him. Like, he probably spoke to the bear with respect. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like they had a real bond. <laughs> yeah. Do you yeah. think... They miss each other? I think so. I think you should start, like, go, like strapping GoPros on your kids. Because yep. if they do start running away and stuff, at least when they come back, you have some cool footage. Yeah, either way, you've got cool footage, like, no matter what happens. Even if they don't come <laughs> back. <laughs> Dark. A serial burglar has been arrested, and he will not stop talking about how agile he is. <laughs> In a three-month period, the 42-year-old man successfully burgled 30 restaurants in Osaka, Japan, before being caught recently. So that's roughly, in a three-month period, a burglary every three days for three Whoa. months. The thing that made this thief stand out to police was his athletic approach to his robberies. He was mostly targeting restaurants at the top of skyscrapers, so he had to climb up the side of buildings, scale up fire escapes, squirm through air conditioning ducts and then remove windows from their frames at high levels. Ninja shit. Yeah, bro. Yeah. And the cops nicknamed him the ninja. <laughs> like For this three-month period while they're trying to track him down and figure out where he is, like, they were calling him the ninja in the news to try and track him down. This bloke would have been frothing on himself yeah, so bro. hard, man. <laughs> I would be. Yeah. Uh, they eventually caught him because he dropped his keys. This makes him a little less cool. <laughs> but he, just like all of us, dropped his keys where he shouldn't have inside a restaurant that he was trying to rob. And when investigators tracked him down and questioned him, like they said, where were you on this night, this night, this night, like named all of them. And this was his response. I committed the robberies. I did it to help cover my living expenses. I'm confident in my physical strength. <laughs> I can bench press 120 kilos and I can climb to the top of five-story buildings in less than one minute. <laughs> he didn't try to hide shit. I, I yeah. like that about him. I like that about this dude. He's just, he gets caught and he goes, that's me. He yeah. was waiting. In a way, I, I think he would have wanted to get caught that entire time. You think just, he left his keys there? May, maybe not that, but he was probably being real slack about it. Yeah. 
wasn't trying to hide himself. I guess when you get a nickname that cool, you kind of want your face to be put to that nickname. Has anyone, has anyone here had a cool nickname before? It's okay if you gave it to yourself. Yeah, that's fine. D- does it still count as a cool nickname if you gave it to yourself? <laughs> I don't know. Nobody? I had a, the Dow Dow. The Dow, oh, you, you have a, like a, a list, like a bubble of nicknames that are all related. You, you have yeah. a very cool nickname. Timmy Dow Dow of the Davai clan. And that was, <laughs> and, that was just, <laughs> and that was purely just from when we did a previous podcast. Yeah. And I think I just got way, it was at that time I got way too baked and, and uh, decided to invent my own language. Yep. Yeah. That was a fun <laughs> night. That was, <laughs> so Timmy Dow Dow of the... Darby clan. A proud water people, I think I called them, yeah. Yeah. Very which, catchy. Which I don't like water. <laughs> I'm like not that comfortable in water That's either. That's probably why you came up with it. Your subconscious yeah. was like, imagine, like, for this guy it's the ninja, but for you, like, proud to be in the water, which secretly kind yeah. of worries you. But this guy can actually do that shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was, um, we, it's funny that you come out and you say he's, like, the most agile, the most agile person, because I, I once, we went away on a road trip once, and um, our friend Will and I had a competition to, um, of, of five different parts to see who got the double bed and who got the single bed. Yep. And uh, it was different kinds of things. So there was like a strength, cunning, mm-hmm. agility, friendship, yep. uh, which is the only one that I won. Nice. And, uh, and the, the one that was agile was a parkour event around um, a playground. Mm-hmm. And um, the first hurdle was to get over a barbecue. And um, I gave up. You didn't even try. I, like, I got over and then fell over and he was already halfway through the course and so I just chucked it in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How did you win the title of like the best at friendship? I think I had to tell a story of the... the, the a lot of trust <laughs> oh, no, involved. No, here, no, here it was. Before whoever gave you the award. Here it was. We had a friend and um, it was our, our, friend, our friend Gemma and, mm. she had, and she knew both of us really well. Mm. And so she uh, let, read a list of, of questions about herself and uh, the person who got the most right questions got the accolade of, of friendship. Yeah. In the, and, and, the, and what it came to was just who knew her mum's name. So it's not that impressive. <laughs> But are you proud of it? It was Janine. Yeah. <laughs> well done, Timmy. All right, Cam. I've got another story for you. The headline is, driver was so drunk, they didn't realise they'd lost a wheel. A driver is facing lengthy ban after they were found to be more than three times over the limit and driving with a missing front tyre. Now, I'll just show you that photo real quick. He's <laughs> <laughs> so he's actually driven around with the, with, with the front wheel of the tyre completely missing. Mm. This thing must have been sparking up so hard, dude. <laughs> this guy's cruising. He's like cruising down this main street and these cops pull him over. And uh, his, his response was he got out of the car, looked at the tyre, just goes, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Have you have you ever what's what's sort of the drunkest you've seen somebody where they where they didn't didn't know something was going on? I, I once saw there was a guy in this pub about forty five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was actually going to I was actually going to bring that up. Can we can we pause this story for a second? Yeah, bro. And you tell that story. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> so I arrived here real frazzled. Had just been like everyone who I'm saying this to in the room with me already knows what I'm about to explain. I didn't see it. I somehow I'll missed explain this. it to you yeah. and our listener. <laughs> I walked into Last Chance and there was a man. He would have been like late fifties, like total tradie but nailed uh, <laughs> and he put his arm around me and he goes you want a drink 
And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll have one. He goes, good, because I'm buying drinks for weak people. (laughs) (laughs) That guy's a cracker. He got me good. (laughs) And then Shane, did you wanna did you wanna jump up on this mic and finish finish off that 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 story of, 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 of what happened? What happened next with that with that gentleman? This is uh, we jump uh, for the listeners. Is Shane one of the owners here at Last Chance? Can I can I just say one thing? Yeah. yeah. Can I just say one thing? Uh. <laughs> oh, oh, is that is that what he kept on saying? I've got just one question for you. That went for about fifteen minutes. Yeah. Before he very kindly asked if he could come back again next week. <laughs> And we said, no. <laughs> I find it so endearing that he put all the power in your court. Like, okay, I won't come back. <laughs> it's well, up, totally up to you. I think the best thing was that he walked in, bought a drink for everyone else, yeah. said, can I have one? I said, sure. And he goes, I'll have a gin and tonic. Mm. And I just gave him tonic. Uh, and he still <laughs> never realised. But when, I, when he went to play a game of pool and I said, listen, you know, don't waste your money. You're yep. about to get kicked out. He was happy. <laughs> he was all right with that. <laughs> he was fine. He just wanted to ask me one more question. That's because one he, more thing. He, he's, he's probably got a scale on the different ways he's been thrown out of bars over his life, and that's up there with one of the nicest, I, I reckon. I, I think he'd been kicked out the whole street <laughs> <laughs> because he, he decided that he was going to go drink on a tram. <laughs> I love it. Give it up for Shane. Thank you, Shane. Thank you, Shane. I once... Uh, Met this drunk guy, and uh, he had uh, one. He, he had no shoes on, mm. and um, he was trying. He was convincing me. He's like, "I've lost a shoe," and I'm like, "Mate, you've lost both shoes." <laughs> and he goes, "He goes, no, I've got one shoe." And he keeps pointing. No socks on either, and he yeah. keeps pointing down his foot. He's like, "I've got one shoe," and I just go. No, <laughs> you, you, you got no shoes. <laughs> and that went on for a while until he sort of started like hassling some other people. And I just did the smoke bomb out Ejected. of there and just left him with somebody else. Eh? Yeah, man. <laughs> some, look, it's not the best thing, but sometimes it's just what you got to do. 100%. Um, but yeah, so that guy breathed three and a half times over the legal limit, uh, had the front tire of his uh, car missing, chucking up sparks all down the street. And um, yeah, sounds like he had a good night. <laughs> Soldier Boy has released his own gaming console. <laughs> someone, did someone make the noise? Oh. Uh, was that you, Elise? No? Shell, can you make that noise again just for our listener at home? I'll give you the headline again. Just give them that noise. I think it kind of fits. I should have had it written in the headline already, to be honest. So if you can help me with this headline. Soldier Boy has released his own gaming console. Uh. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Late last year, Soldier Boy released two gaming consoles, the $99 Soldier Game handheld and the $149 Soldier Game console. Both machines are full of hundreds of classic Nintendo games like Pokemon and Mario, but all of the consoles are no longer available as of last week because it turns out that Soldier Boy just didn't get permission to put... <laughs> Those games on. He just thought these games are great. 
People love them. <laughs> That's the most fuck it moment ever, eh? Just like yeah. we go into business. Don't need to check these things. Rocket. Yeah, man. We should do that with our albums. Just put Private Functions EP on our album. We'll put Horace Bones on our album. Just sell it. And then just go real big the next one, like ACDC. Yeah, bro. Greatest Clearwater Revival. Just go hard out. May as well. Well, I reckon we, the sad thing is I reckon we might get away with it because I don't think enough people would buy them or listen yeah. to them. That, that, the 47 that <laughs> listens that we get for it. <laughs> Did you see as well, he actually tweeted saying, come at me, Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> they can. And, and they did. Yeah. <laughs> that is great. All right, so I got, um, I'm going to get a hand with this story from, from Shane. Uh, the headline is, world's loneliest duck, Trevor, killed by dogs in, oh. in, in New... Is that is 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 that where is that is that Newey. how do you sorry Newey Newey yeah Newey. and that's the, that's an island right near New Zealand is it Ah, uh, like vaguely yeah yeah Pacific so the mallard became a celebrity last year when he became the only duck on the island around fifteen hundred miles northeast of New Zealand um, <coughs> they don't have uh, natural ponds or wetlands so it was believed the mallard had blown in from New Zealand in a storm. Uh, he was later dubbed the world's loneliest duck for his uh, solitary existence. Trevor. Shane? <laughs> I don't know. I've, st- I've still got loony tunes running through my head. Um, That's when things turned bad for this duck. Yeah. yeah. It was tragically, his, Trevor's life was cut short mm. after he was seen dead in the bush after being attacked by dogs, according to a Facebook page dedicated to the duck. A follow-up post on the page read, What a sad way... The journey of Trevor the Duck. He flew blue to new in a storm about a year ago, chose to live in the puddle by the side of the road, won the hearts of so many locals and tourists, he became a global celebrity and a pro- promoter of new. Taken too soon by a dog. So it gets a, and then it goes, rest in peace, Trevor. You are a very cool duck. But it gets really, really <laughs> twisted. That's what we want already was. Yeah, no, that's what we wanted this podcast. Yeah. Keep it coming. So anyway, we'll, we'll get down to it. Um, Trevor was named after the Speaker of New Zealand's House of Representatives, um, who also gave his condolences on the death of the duck. Yeah. Anyway, his name is Trevor Mallard. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if you know ducks, <laughs> it's quite funny. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, I still keep thinking about it's a Looney Tunes episode, but real life consequences. So yeah. It's like, it's like blood sports, but funny. <laughs> yeah. But I guess that shows, Cam, it's safety, safety in numbers. If you're, if you're going to... Well, you can, the lesson from that is don't be single. Yeah. Like don't, <laughs> don't be single on an island you where you're the only species. you will die alone in a secluded island. Dude, I think about like when like this, this duck, you know, you, you can't control a duck. He's going to go do what he's going to do. Mm. But then he's blown across the world. People, people let their kids go and do that shit when they go like... You know when people try to break the solo record of sailing by yourself oh, around yeah. the world. People just let their kids go away and do that shit, man. And, but, and then, you know, Trevor the Duck, yeah. uh, he went and did this, and I think that's a... I think, I think <laughs> sailing think community some should... Kind of, some kind of challenge. Maybe. I think sailing community should take 
this though yeah. and maybe stop sending their children around the world by themselves as well because <laughs> they might get eaten by dogs <laughs> oh I feel a little bit sad about Trevor the duck have you got <laughs> <laughs> okay wow just found a person to cross off my confide in this friend list <laughs> for Trevor yeah that's more like it Let's have a, a toast to Trevor the Duck. To Trevor. To Trevor. Tip one out. <laughs> I, I dare somebody to tip one out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cam, have you got, a, you got another story? A mechanic with no CPR training uses CPR to save a woman's life. Scott was test driving a customer's vehicle, he's a mechanic, on January the 11th when he saw a peculiar thing. A car pulled over with its hazard lights blinking. He got out to inspect the vehicle and saw that there was a woman inside who appeared unconscious as the car slowly crept forward. He quickly stuck a rock under the wheel and used another rock to smash the window. He pulled the driver from her seat. Two other motorists pulled over and phoned an ambulance. He checked her pulse, nothing. Help could be minutes away. He had to act. But there was one problem. I've never prepared for CPR in my life, Scott said. I had no idea what I was doing. Well, that's not entirely true. He had seen the American office, and in a classic scene from that series, <laughs> the regional manager, Michael Scott, acknowledges that his leadership style may have led to a heart attack, and he organises CPR training for his employees. When he thrusts too fast on the practice dummy, Instructor tells him to sync his rhythm with the Bee Gees song, Stayin' Alive. So Scott, recalling the words from that episode, sang the song, did CPR for the first time in his life. and did she sing it out loud? Yeah. yeah good and man. then she woke up and spewed up and lived. <laughs> and then the paramedics crazy. arrived. Uh, a spokesperson, Jonathan Epstein from the Red Cross, gave a statement following the incident. He said, yes, Scott appears to have done the right thing. We do, however, recommend that people attend training courses for CPR. <laughs> <laughs> but good on him for having a go. Like, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, though. Because like, he saved that person. So that person would be dead if yeah. that man didn't go and watch the American office. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe, maybe the American office is better than the English <laughs> office. <laughs> Is that, is that the final verdict, maybe? Maybe. I think you're right, man. Well, it saved somebody's life. I don't know if Gervais can say that his show did that. Nah, he's uh, pissed a lot of people off at the Emmys, though. Yep. Yeah, that was beautiful. Ruined their lives. <laughs> he's ruined a lot of <laughs> actors and directors' lives. <laughs> I can, before we jump into, in, into the um, crowd stories, I've, I've got one more. Mm. So the headline is, Student Dies after eating five-day-old pasta that had been left out. so oh, that could be any of us. Yeah, dude. A student died after eating leftover pasta for f that had been left out for five days. Mm. Now, um, there's, there's a like, he, he got food poisoning, obviously, and then, and, then, and then passed away. Dude, there was a stage in my life about three, three, three and a half years ago yeah. where I didn't believe in food poisoning. 
I go, <laughs> it's, you can't choose no, whether I, to believe. I it. agree with you now. <laughs> but there was, it was for a whole point in my life, I just had, had convinced myself that that was just something that I got on the conspiracy train, you know what I mean? I convinced myself that this was just a whole conspiracy thing that the, uh, that the food... The, oh, the so food, they want us to chuck food out, yeah, buy some so more, chuck you, it out. Exactly, okay, man. Yeah, and yeah. I convinced myself. Then I got salmonella poisoning from delivered <laughs> chicken wings. And that was the worst two weeks of my, like, like f- physically weeks. feeling, dude. I actually, I felt like I was going to die. Like, yeah. it, it take, it's not just being sick and it's not just vomiting. It's like, I felt like every day that that was my last day. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and I've lived my life real different in the last few years. Yeah, man. Yeah. Very, very different. Yeah. What, um, do you mind if I just ask everyone what their grossest food they've had a go at eating. Is? Yeah, jump on that. Jump on that, Mike. Because it, it changed. It changed absolutely everything for me, Cam. So don't be offended. I'm just going to look around the room and figure out who looks like the rankest eater. <laughs> 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 um, now, don't be offended by this. I didn't choose you as the rankest eaters. But have you have you <laughs> have you eaten something that you're not proud of? Not really anything that crazy, depending where you're from in the world, but I did have haggis once. I was forced to eat it as a kid. What was that like? Um, absolutely disgusting. Yeah. Even before you recognise what it's made of, <laughs> just, just purely judging on taste. Because is it, is it something stuffed in a, in a stomach? Yeah, it, yeah, it's like a, a sheep's intestines cooked in its own stomach and it's exactly as disgusting as it sounds and <laughs> maybe as a direct result I've been vegan for many years since yeah. then. So, <laughs> so it actually, that, that experience yeah. changed your life. Yeah, thank you granddad. Yeah. <laughs> See, even though that does sound gross, the, gross, the grossest thing that I've eaten is one morning I woke up hungover, felt that there was something on my back and peeled off a cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> And ate it. <laughs> How many days had you been passed out? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> what did the cheeseburger... Was the cheeseburger nice? It was fine, man. Yeah. Like, you can eat them for weeks. Dude, that's, what I, that's why I thought that way for so many years. Was because like every time... like I, I, I just didn't get punished for so many years yeah. from eating foul shit. And I was just like, nah, man. I think if you based your view on how fast food perishes on McDonald's only, mm. you'd totally have that view of it all being a conspiracy yeah. theory and that it truly lasts forever. Because it does. Like, their food does. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't get McDonald's. Uh, whose chicken was it? I didn't, you know, I never named him. I actually got a letter from the government that I, that I, that I posted on my, on my fridge mm. um, uh, because they, they send you a letter out telling you to quarantine yourself when yep. you get salmonella poisoning. And then you also have to poo into a jar and take it into the doctors. It's a weird thing because they give you the jar and then, they, and then you go home, and they go, go home yeah. with the jar, do the poo there. So you have to walk. I, did, I, I walked from my house down the street into, the, into a packed uh, waiting room mm-hmm. with a bag of my own, of my own poo. Man. It's a, it's, a, it's a humbling time, Cam. What a low. <laughs> <laughs> All right, shall we jump into uh, some, some, some crowd stories, Cam? Absolutely. Um, Let's give it up for our first crowd story from Elise. Elsie, sorry. Elsie. <laughs> no, there's somebody else here called Elise. <laughs> Elsie, go for it. Um, well, actually, you stole mine. Mine was going to be the cute kid with the bear. 
Oh, shit. I know, but it's all right because there's another one. Oh, well done. done well done. This is another one that sparked my interest. Like, we were talking about it this week, Reese. The Toto's Africa being played in uh, for all eternity in the Namib Desert. Oh, yeah, this was annoying. Thanks to an artist's creation. It's the most annoying white thing I've ever heard, but I actually don't know if the artist is white, so that's pretty bad. But, um, oh, he might not be shit. But um, anyway, he, like, yeah, plays, plays his... Uh, song through some shit speakers in the middle of the desert um, for, so hold on Toto's hit song Africa set to keep going for all eternity thanks to a sound installation set up in the world's oldest desert to play the track on loop Um, and yeah essentially it just is still going. So is it solar power? Show a picture of it though because they say in the article it's going to last forever right? Yeah. Yeah. What's it made of? It's in the world's oldest desert it's set to play on a loop um, have you got a picture of what it looks like on your phone there? Oh, uh, maybe. Is it it's so, so solar powered then? I take it if it's. Th- I don't see any solar panels. <laughs> it's essentially five white cardboard boxes <laughs> with with five um, like laptop speakers that you'd get from like Logitech for twenty dollars <laughs> set on top of it. And it has this global <laughs> press, like it's going to last forever. It's, it's dead How now. did that happen? 100%. Yeah. I, I have no idea, but it's the most, it's so shit. <laughs> and it, it really annoys me. I wish it was good. I wish it would play forever, <laughs> but it won't. And that's sad. All right. But thank you for the story, so Elsie. <laughs> thank you, Elsie. So, Cam, this brings us to the point in the show mm. where we like to cleanse our palates. Can, you I, can I interrupt else? before yes, that? Yes, please do. Every now and then we come back to a story that we've mentioned in a past episode. So sorry if you haven't heard a past episode, but just oh. to catch you up, last week we spoke about that egg on Instagram that got more likes. Are you familiar with it? More likes than Kylie Jenner's most popular photo on Instagram. I'd just like to revisit that topic with our producer, Reese. Yes. You there, Reese? Yeah, I'm here. Um, I see you've been uploading photos of yourself holding up a photo of the egg. It was a... <laughs> I, I just wanted to have a photo of um, one of the most important moments of my life. <laughs> did um, that story mean a lot to you? It did. And at, at the time, the uh, photo had about uh, 28 million likes. Where's it at now? Uh, it's it's uh, sitting pretty at about 51, I think. Maybe this will just become one we go to, we visit every week and yeah. Reese updates us on the numbers. I absolutely am happy to do that. <laughs> Why do you think it touched you so 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 much, Reese? That that story. Why do you think that that story speaks speaks to you? Uh, in a word, egg. <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> All right, now it's time to cleanse our palates. All right, so every week, guys, we finish up by doing a good news story of the week. So we go through some some uh, some dead ducks. We go through some. I had a lot of death in my stories this week, actually. So, Cam, I hope you've got a, a really <laughs> uplifting good news story for people to walk out of here feeling lovely about the world. Hopefully, the Prime Minister of New Zealand has added a well-being report to her agenda. Jacinda Ardern has unveiled a new approach to running New Zealand's finances. She says we need to address the societal well-being of our nation not just the economic well-being. This means that from 2019 this year, her government will present a well-being budget to gauge the long-term impact of policy on the quality of people's lives. In practical terms, that means child poverty figures will be presented at every budget meeting that they have, and the onus will be on ministers to show how spending proposals will benefit people and work with other ministers across party lines to ensure that they have a positive long-term impact. 
Our people are telling us that politics are not delivering and are not meeting their expectations. This isn't woolly, it's critical. The results will play out over decades and Ardern argued for a shift beyond short-term cycles and for seeing politics through a, len a lens of kindness, empathy and well-being. And that's it? It's beautiful, man. Yeah. It's it's, 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 it's great to hear when, when politicians actually have a positive outlook on, on the way they approach things. And she seems like she's doing a great job over there in New Zealand. I know it's hard to judge just from interviews, but I think that she just seems like she is lovely. Like, she seems nice. You got a little crush? No. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. The, the age... <laughs> oh, damn. Okay, you guys got me. <laughs> me and the Prime Minister. <laughs> Sorry, Clark. <laughs> So we want to say uh, that brings us to uh, the end of our podcast. And we just want mm. to say, if you are listening at home uh, and, you, and you're wondering, what is this bar that you guys have been recording at? Last Chance Rock and Roll Bar. If you, if you, it's in North Melbourne. If you haven't been here, come and check it out. It's one of our favourite bars in Melbourne. They've got come delicious food. Timmy has a couple of plants out the front that he takes really bad care of. <laughs> They've got great owners. And it's a really good crowd. <laughs> So thanks again to Shane and Leanne for having us over this last couple of weeks, and I'm sure we'll be back. And uh, if the listeners at home, you've been listening to Charging Stallion Presents. News we like. My name's Cam. My name's Tim. We're at Last Chance Rock and Roll Bar here. We've got our producer. Hello. And uh, <laughs> we, we want to say thank you again for listening. Thanks for being part of it. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Thank you very much. And thank you to all you guys for coming out today too. We appreciate it. What do you guys think of the Bluetooth speaker? Character, eh? <laughs> <laughs>